Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Melissa Rivers and welcome to Group Text. Stay tuned for a new episode. everyone. It's 2021. We're getting started. Whole new year of group text. I have been lucky enough to have this amazing person you're about to hear from in my life for, wow, a lot of years. And Let's and not date and, ourselves. Slow down. Ex- exactly. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he is a global phenomenon, and it's time to start to pull our lazy asses together and he's wait a minute speak for yourself my ass ain't lazy since harley's last visit those steps that he told us to take i've been taking i've been well sabrina just let the cat out of the bag joining us is harley (laughs) hazard top selling diet and fitness author guru his ninth book is should be able you should be able to get it right now go ahead go order it immediately the global fitness director for Fitbit, Oprah, The Four Seasons. What else? Father of two. Hyperice. Hyperice. Or and you love Oprah. I what love an, Oprah. what an yeah. underachiever. I don't I don't work for Oprah, but Oprah was one of the people who really helped me out. Well, Hallie uh, brought me to Oprah, but uh, I love Oprah. I love Hallie. I love everybody. Yeah. No, I you don't are, love it. And you I like are Oprah. and more importantly, a father of two. I'm a father of two. I have a daughter and a son. I remember Aww. back in the days when you were just a single, carefree guy. Right? Right. Um, yeah. And just to put things in context when we were talking about Hallie, we mean Hallie Berry. Harley came to Hollywood after he had gotten Hallie in shape for Catwoman. Yep. And that was sort of how he burst onto the scene, just so everybody can have context to that comment. Um, okay, Harley, you know me. I've been in and out of your life or in your life forever. And I'm very much a, a, a you know, wavy, up and down person when it comes to diet and fitness. We got to start undoing the damage. The vaccine is here. And hopefully life will be, will, things will be opening up again. And I don't know about Sabrina, but I know for me, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, all of our exercise routine and eating healthy habits have ebbed and flowed during the last year. We've either been super motivated or then we've fallen off and gotten lazy and then we re-motivated and then suddenly we crashed into the holidays. Where do we even begin to, to get ourselves back on track? Uh, one foot at a time. I think the first thing you need to do is walk and don't worry about the gym and don't worry about, you know, intense workouts and CrossFit and boot camps and get your ass up and go for a walk, walk around the block and build on that. So all my clients start off with a Fitbit. I give them a daily step goal. I tell them they hit minimum 
10,000 steps a day, then we go to 12, and then some of them 14,000 steps a day. You don't need to sweat. You don't need to huff and puff. Fitbit, count it, measure it. That's the first thing you need to do. The second thing you need to do is you need to kick sugar to the curb. And if there's one thing you change in your diet, it is to reduce the amount of added sugar, refined sugar, processed sugar in your diet. Don't worry about raspberries and blackberries and blueberries and apples. Worry about the sugar that we put into our foods. Um, worry about ketchups and barbecue sauces and juices and soft drinks. Um, I created a breath mint called Sweet Kick. Let me see if, oh yeah, look. Yes, Sweet Kick. So basically, I have a sugar addiction. I'm the only non-diabetic in my family. And we weren't allowed to have sugar in the house. So, of course, I would hide it in my drawers. I kept Nutella in this office in my drawer. Up until a few years ago, I had a little thing of Nutella. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's why, that's why you're Wait, 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 wait. Mm -hmm. Roll back. Mm -hmm. All those years, you were like a Nutella junkie? Oh and you would God. and you would make me write down everything I ate, and you okay, were like mainlining Nutella. Harley, don't <laughs> let don't let her don't let, don't even let her start with you. Because guess what? She has a drawer too. Mm -hmm. I do, but I'm mm -hmm. I'm not Harley. <laughs> we all we all have a drawer. We all. Have a, can I tell you a funny story? I was in Paris with my wife, and I, there's no place worse to be if you have a sweet tooth than Paris with the bakeries <gasps> and, the, and oh. they have this famous place that does the best hot chocolate in the world. If anybody's been to Paris, I forget what it's called. It was right near our hotel. And they got this other place that does the best chocolate croissants in the world. And here I am, the health guy, you know, doing segments on Good Morning America, kick sugar to the curb and be healthy. And I walk up the steps to my hotel with a hot <laughs> chocolate in my hand with a chocolate croissant on the other, chocolate all over my face. And <laughs> Melissa, I see your mother standing at the door. And she's like, oh, Harley, hi. I hand, behind my back, I hand it to my wife. I hand the croissant and the hot chocolate. <laughs> she dumps it out because it was, you know, hot. And I talk to your mother, the most amazing person ever. And then we go inside and I said to my wife, where's that hot chocolate? She goes, oh, I left it out there. I thought you didn't want it anymore. I went back to the place, bought another hot chocolate and came back inside. <laughs> So I love hot chocolate. I love can I love I love chocolate. So I love that you lived a double life. It's a simple pleasure. Come on. A double life. So sweet kicks really help because it's it's just a breath mint, a plant-based breath mint. You have it. You're unable to taste or enjoy sugar for up to two hours. So when you do take a bite of that chocolate croissant or that hot chocolate, it tastes nasty and you spit it out. So if you think you're about to go on a sugar run or a sugar binge, take it. Take it anyways. You get good breath at the very least of it. And at the very, you know, otherwise, it's a great prophylactic in case you're presented with any sugars you shouldn't be having. Okay, so number one, start walking. How long should it take us to do 10,000 steps a day? N no one's going to do it in one go. You don't need to. You can, but, you know, you getting up and walking to the bathroom, you know, you walking down to the door, walking from your car to a building, it all adds up. And how I came up with the number really 12,000 steps today in 2000 and gosh, I'm dating myself, 2007, I took a year off my practice and I traveled to the 10 healthiest countries of the world. And I wanted to understand what are they eating? How do they cook their food? How do they burn their calories? How come they're living longer than we are? They're not obese like we are, diabetes, cancer, heart disease. And what I realized is they have nothing in common food-wise, very little in common food-wise other than a lower sugar diet. 
But on average, they walk 11,000 steps a day, and Americans walk just over 4,000 steps a day. That's a That's big a huge difference. difference. That's a huge difference, right? That's 25 miles more per week. That's 100 miles a month, 1,200 miles a year. I don't care what you eat. If someone's walking 1,200 miles a year more than you, they're going to look different, feel different, live longer, live better. So um, just move. And, and, you know, I got rid of my coffee machine at home. So I wake up in the morning, I walk to the coffee shop, and then I walk home. I walk wherever I can. This last year, 2020, which has just been, you know, a big bitch for everybody, it really does seem like all of the exercise apps and home equipment and have all really become a big trend. Do you, do you think that's going to continue? Do you think that's going to affect the fitness business? In a, I mean, I think in a good way because people are going to be up and moving. But do you see that continuing? Is that a huge shift, do you think? Um, of people working out from home, but just that, I mean, it's really changed the way people exercise being quarantined. I, I think on one hand, it's great because it, uh, it brings us back to basics, you know, realize we don't need to go to a building designed to work out with machines designed to work out. Um, we can do it from home. We, we don't need to drive anywhere to do it. So I think it brings us back to basics. I think, you know, someone made the joke that, uh, Buying dumbbells during COVID is harder than getting cigarettes in jail. <laughs> so, if I uh, see one more Peloton truck in my neighborhood, that was like literally they were like, you know, lined up. You know, there's a I have an infomercial for something called a slim cycle right now. I think it's just over a hundred dollars. A stationary bike folds up, goes under your bed, you can put your laptop on, iPad. And it's it's great. It's a great, but as soon as COVID hit and everyone's got Zooms all day and they're working from home it blew up because all of a sudden people realized, wait, I can be at home and work and be physically active and I can take a break and go do some abs or some glutes on the floor for five minutes. I don't have to take two hours of my day to block off just to exercise. I can weave it into my day. And I think that's really important. Um, and I hope people keep elements of this when COVID is not as prominent as it is, but I think certain elements will, will remain. I think the excuses have really sort of been taken away. They really have. If someone says, I don't have time to exercise, what about yeah. the hour commute you used to have to work you don't have anymore? What are you doing with that time? Right, right. right. Well, I love your advice, Harley, of just walking. Get out there, get your Fitbit, just get your ass up. Stop it already. So, Melissa, we're going to start a challenge in the beginning of this year. We're going to challenge people to walk. You in? Hello, yes. cricket. Are you in? Hello? <laughs> yes, yes. Melissa, what are you doing? Let's get you. Come on. Excuse we should me. have done this walking. We should have been zooming walking. We yes, should have. We, we should have. have. But let's be honest. I have been very diligent about going to physical therapy because for Jermaine, in February, I had to have, I shredded my ACL and they had to give me a whole new ACL. And throughout all of this, three times a week, diligently, I have been at, at, at PT and doing other things as I've been allowed to. Okay, so I don't want to hear about that excuse. We're going to walk and we're going to make it happen. You you can't walk? No, I've been allowed to walk. I've actually just started running again. I love you, Harley. I love you. I love you. You can't walk. What's the problem? No, I'm going <laughs> to walk. Okay, let's just let's just disclose. Back surgery 3 weeks ago. The next day I walked 14,000 steps. That's I'm going to be better about walking, but I will tell you one funny story, My Harley. Knee. 
my, my knee. You can walk with a bad knee. I know. I'm not denying that. So I was doing box jumps. No. Physical therapy. Wait, wait, wait. This is, this is like three weeks ago. I was doing, we, I'm at the point where I can do box jumps. I can start to hit tennis balls. I should be able to ski if we ever allowed to ski again, all that stuff. So we're doing box jumps right after Thanksgiving and fairly big ones. The, the, the box came almost to my knees. There were the, it was the 12 inch one, which doesn't okay. sound like a lot. But so I jump, I land it. I jump a second time. I kind of get wobbly. I jump another time. I eat it. Get up, jump one more. Harley knows I'm a little bit on the clumsy side. We all do. Yeah. Harley's actually witnessed it as Me you have to, Sabrina. <laughs> and I ended up missing completely and blowing out a ligament and two tendons in my wrist. So I managed to actually injure myself and now have a second part of my body that I am rehabbing simultaneously. That being said, I know, only me could do that. But one of the things that a lot of people have been talking about, and yes, Sabrina, we will have our little walking challenge. Like I said, I'm already already running. I'm like, I didn't ask you to run. I told you to walk. I need you to start there. Okay, but I am running. Um, Our kids, and you have young kids, so you're still in the phase kind of a little bit where they run themselves. But for people who have older kids that are really stuck in they Zoom don't run themselves. My kids do not run themselves. This is a new era of technology where starting from a very young age, it's different than it was when we grew up when, when we would just go play. We didn't have technology to entertain us. So I think this challenge of motivating kids starts from three. Right, because I say what's been happening is so many of these kids, you know, are going from Zoom school... So they go from the desk to the couch to the kitchen to the couch to the desk. I mean, literally, and especially when we've had stay-at-home orders all through the country, our kids, and on top of that being a generational thing with the technology, how do we motivate the kids to start moving? I think we lead by example. If you're not moving, why would you? Why would your kids move? Just because you tell them to do so. My... Um, my wife and I, we move, we walk, and we walk with our kids. And we make it a family affair and physical activity, not working out as much per se, but just moving our bodies is something we do together as a family. So if the kids want um, frozen yogurt on a Sunday, um, okay, you can have it. You can have as much as you want. You're going to walk there and you're going to walk back. So I think it's just weaving physical activity in as a family, set an example for your kids. If my kids saw me eating Nutella all day, why are they going to listen to me when I say they can't have sweets? Well, they're so not, you, they're you not teenagers leave. yet, so you still act like they listen. Right. But still, by the time they're teenagers, they've already grown up and seen what role models look like and see what, you know, you've always been active, Melissa. You've always been athletic and, you know, so it's not surprising you have an athletic son. If you were someone who wasn't in athletics and didn't expose him to sports, he probably wouldn't be into them. It's our kids are a product of their environment it's and just, we have to create the environment. Right. I mean, it's just been really hard though for everybody staying fit and especially with so much you talk about with diet and staying diligent about health and eating well and sugar and all that, especially with it getting cold out and we're in January, you know, we all just want to kind of sit with a bottle of wine and a mm-hmm. straw you know, and if, and if we want to do that, our kids must want to do that. How do we, you know, I know this plays into your new book, reset without, you know, setting ourselves up for failure with putting it as a New Year's resolution. 
If it's enjoyable and it's easy, we'll do it and you'll stick to it. If it's something extreme or difficult, like removing entire food groups, fasting, uh, keto, peeing on a stick, eating like a caveman, look, every single diet works for some people for some period of time. If you have kids and if you don't, if you're an aunt and uncle or whatever it is, ask yourself, would you want your kids or your niece or your nephew to eat that way? So Harley, you've got a new book coming out, your ninth, and it really talks about you don't believe in fad diets. You don't believe in cleanses. I always know beginning of the year, I'm setting myself up for failure if I make changing my diet part of my New Year's resolution. But you, your big thing is a body reset. I, yeah. I'm excited. It's, it's a symbolic gesture. It starts back in religious practices. And whether it be, you know, Christians for Lent, Jews for Yom Kippur, Muslims for Ramadan, they've, for thousands of years, we've done these symbolic gestures using diet to reset some part of our life. And there was the popularity of these juice cleanses and fasts when I wrote the Body Reset Diet, which are so bad for you. Why? And I said... Oh, well, for example, a, a cleanse is robbing your body of nutrients. You actually need to do the opposite. You actually need to give your body nutrients so it can replace all of its old cells into new cells. Um, juice fasts, horrible. Uh, juice is nothing more than sugar and water. Very few nutrients. Um, you throw out all the good stuff when you juice something. So I thought, let me take these people that are looking for a quick fix and that love the allure of a cleanse and a fast, and I'm going to create something that seems like a cleanse or a fast, but it's actually the opposite. It's going to inundate people with the right nutrients in a very easy-to-digest, bioavailable way that takes very little time to prepare. The number one reason people give for not eating well is time. I don't have time to cook, you know, make elaborate meals, clean up after them. I don't kind of sit there for a three-course meal, four-course meal. So using a blender is the fastest way to prepare something. You don't even need to know how to cook. It also makes the most universally delicious dishes. Who doesn't want to have a pina colada or an apple pie smoothie? Right. So the, the body reset diet is made up of three phases. Uh, phase one, you're having three blended meals a day and two crunchy snacks. Phase two, you drop one of those blended meals for a regular meal. And phase three, it's just one blended meal, two regular meals and two snacks. And then the original Body Reset Diet I wrote a decade ago that became a New York Times bestseller and then a bestseller globally four times. Um, we had people doing fruit-based smoothies three times a day, then two times, then one. Since that time, our view on dietary sugar um, has changed. And the feedback I've gotten from people, we've had so many people lose so much weight, do so well. And then we had some people that, that did well but didn't do as well as others and we identified that some people's sensitivity to fruits were different than others. So we lowered the amount of fruits in the body reset diet in the new edition. So phase one, which is five days long, start off with a nice apple pie smoothie in the morning. It's delicious. In mid morning, have a little snack, palm full of nuts. Uh, and then you're gonna take a vegetable. You can have a different vegetable every day or the same one every day. For example, broccoli, steam some broccoli, throw it in the blender with the water you use to steam it half an avocado and a bouillon, a little flavor cube, and blend it till it's silky smooth and you have the best broccoli soup you've ever had. Have half of that for lunch with a protein of your choice, chicken, fish, eggs, and the other half with dinner with another protein of your choice, whichever you like. So 
that's phase one. Phase two, we drop one of those blended meals to a normal one, a salad, a scramble, a stir fry, sushi, soup, sandwiches, and then dinner. Uh, and then phase three, we, we drop it again. So just one blended meal a day. And so the excuse of not having time is gone because it takes no time to blend something up. Um, it's easy to, to digest. It takes no time to eat. And, and it's just been an amazing ride. And there's nothing better than waking up in the morning to people messaging me on social media or sending messages to our website of these success stories that are unsolicited, that just on their own, they're like, I got to reach out to him and tell him how this has helped me and changed my life. And it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And by I, the way, I'm excited. Yeah. By the way, I still have my Harley Pasternak blender. Right? Oh, here comes the blender. Oh no, here comes the book. Harley had a line of blenders. I don't know if you still have them, but I have my Harley Pasternak blender, and that thing is a it lasts forever. They're awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. We, don't, we don't do them anymore, but they're. Um, it was a, an a, an amazing time, and uh, um, you realize that. You can only inspire so many people, but what you can do is create the tools for people right. to get in great shape. And I can only do too many, so many tools at a time. So um, I no longer do the blender, even though it's fantastic. Yes, but I just want to let you know, I, I still love my blender. And, and um, Holly, when you do them, you do them well. I just have one question, though. With age, I always feel like my metabolism is slowing down, no matter what I'm doing, it just seems like it's never enough. What can I do to boost that? Or is that just something that I need to accept as an aging woman? Oh, by the way, my, my metabolism is going, let's just wait. My metabolism is going backwards. I'm calling BS on aging. How long have you been working with Melissa? 30 years, 30 plus years. So I've known you, I guess, both almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. You've not aged one day. So the next book is you writing the book. Don't ask me about a, that's, I call B at, look, I have no hair left. Come on. Look. But you're still a handsome mofo. Look <laughs> at you. <laughs> um, look, metabolism slow with age. And so we have, we, we eat less with age to offset that. And there's a few things we can do. Number one, sugar ages us. Number two, sleep is the fountain of youth, making sure we get enough sleep. I use my Fitbit to keep track of how much sleep and how well I sleep. So I don't have caffeine in the afternoons, no alcohol at night. There's nothing worse for your sleep than alcohol at night. So you suggest day drinking? I don't drink. <laughs> I, I never liked alcohol. I never okay, did. But for those of us that do drink. There's a great joke about Jews and alcohol. Uh-huh. Um, what's the difference when a Jewish person dies versus an Irish person? What? When a Jewish person die, they sit shiva and they, and they whine. When an Irish person dies, they drink shivas and they drink wine. <laughs> We're not big drinkers. We're not big drinkers. Um, and, and so it's really important that you, you, you're careful about your sleep. So sleep is another part of Fountain of Youth. And, and last but not least is strength training. The older we get, people become scared as they get older. Like, oh, I don't want to hurt myself. It's the opposite. You need strength training as you get older more than you do when you're younger because it really does slow down and even reverse the aging process by keeping lean muscle tissue, keeping certain hormones, bone density, connective tissue. So it's really important. Awesome. One of the, one of the things you always used to tell me, and I was, it was really helpful for me, was to always allow my, to once a week allow myself a cheat day. Do you still believe in that? I, I, I've changed the way that I explain that. It's not that I think that that's wrong. 
But what we had was people like, look, I have my anniversary on Wednesday night. But then again, I have a birthday party I'm going to on Saturday. So I have to choose one of those. So instead of saying have a cheat day, pick two free meals a week. And they can be on the same day. They can be on different days. Um, and I find that's a lot better. And also I find that when you have a whole day of cheating, people make themselves sick. And they almost feel a pressure to have to cheat. So I say up to two free meals a week, which might be no meals, which might be one, which might be two, and they don't have to be on the same day. Yeah, because I used to be one of those people who on my cheat day would just like, I had to get everything in for the week. But I found, like you're just saying now, to think of it as two meals, that was incredibly helpful for me to be able to stay on my diet. Because I felt like, I, I didn't feel like things were completely off limits. Yeah. I think you have to build in some balance and moderation in any eating lifestyle in order for it to be a lifestyle and not just a short-term fix. Now, again, I just want to go back to the sugar because you are like, you you really think that sugar is the, the, the root of all evil. So if we, what do we do? Okay, for example, how do we eliminate or start to really eliminate sugar? In, you know, without going completely cold. Well, number day. one, what's interesting is Americans receive 60% of their daily sugar before 10 a.m. Really? Yeah. So as part of uh, Sweet Kick, there's two products I designed. So one of them is the breath mint. And the other one is a little fiber packet. It's this little body balance powder. And it's a little packet of fiber with some, uh, some uh, vitamins and minerals to help with insulin support. So first thing in the morning when you wake up, brush your teeth, it's flavorless and odorless. It mixes with water and you drink it. And so it helps stabilize your blood sugar and makes you less vulnerable to wanting to have sugar first thing in the morning. Make sure that your breakfast first thing in the morning is rich in protein, fiber, and healthy fats. And that's really important that, that you're feeling full in the morning and you're not going to be vulnerable to wanting to put have a frappa, frappa latte mocha china or Lucky Charm cereal um, or, or pastries first thing in the morning. So removing sugar at the beginning of our day is a huge coup in trying to remove sugar from the rest of our day. Beware of sauces that are high in sugar. Um, stay away from juice. I take that back. Juice is delicious. Juice is a dessert. If you would like it to be so, have it. Got it. Interesting way to think about it. I've also watched your Three Essential Moves video, which are things that still make me shudder in fear, like when you used to make me lunge walk around the block. True remember story. we wait remember we walk lunged around the block and there was the craziest police chase ever <laughs> we, and there was the SWAT team and there was uh, hel police helicopters and there was and, three shooters hiding in the neighborhood and you and I were just walk lunging at a car upside down yeah. remember and, that yeah and I try and stop and Car Harley's like no no lunge walk let's go you, you were stopping you're like look what's happening there's <laughs> machine guns and people I was like Come on, you got more reps. Let's go. <laughs> you know what? That's the Canadian in you. Get it together. Let's go. Let's keep it Let's moving. Let's go. Get it. Mm -hmm. That's right. Where can people find more of you everywhere? I mean, we know the book, the sugar is where is everything, your moves? Where should we direct people to go? I think Instagram is probably a good place. Harley Pasternak is my Instagram handle. Um, you can always drop by my parents' house. <laughs> you know, my mother has a lot to say, uh, but, but definitely. Uh, and by the way, everyone, for any of you out there who happen to have diabetes, um, my, my mother started the diabetes hope foundation, uh, which is an amazing organization that has summer camps for kids with type one diabetes funds, research, education, 
and go online, Google uh, Diabetes Hope Foundation. They're doing wonderful things. Um, and, and that's it. That's it. And I will attest to Harley being, I've never been in the shape that I was in physically, mentally, and nutritionally from when I was lucky enough to be working with you. So, that's very sweet. Thank you. Yeah. By the way, stop skiing. I'm not stopping skiing. Have you lost it's, your mind? <laughs> it's just. No. No. I think I think Harley, she needs to get in a wagon or a sled and just somebody push her down the, the slope. Because no. I'm with you. Can Harley. I tell you a funny? Can I tell you a funny story? This is a Whitney Houston story. Who was never a client of mine and almost was just before she passed. One of the most amazing, talented women in the history of the world. She obviously wasn't very healthy, and her management team set up a call for us just before she passed. And on the the call, her management team was explaining who I am and what I do and how I'm going to help her. I still never forget this. And Whitney says, Harley, you seem like a wonderful guy, but treadmills and skiing is for white people and I don't want to get hurt. And she hung up. (laughs) My girl. (laughs) And can I tell you something? If it was anyone else in the world, I would be angry. I was like, that's disrespectful. I want to help her. I just smiled ear to ear and I said, I will have this story for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yes. And you, and you do. Hilarious. Harley, I love you. I adore you. you. Thank you for joining us. As always. Bye, ladies. Bye. 